Hey there, this is Pam Perry and welcome to the Speakers Magazine show again. We have another guest today that'll be actually in the issue with Dr. Cindy Trim on the cover and his name is Elder Kirk Hillman. And so he is a gifted Bible teacher, Christian uh, leader, and basically he's created a biblical training program called Scripture Enrichment Training short for SET, right? Which introduces a really an exciting way to discover the truth of God's word by using a paradigm of anatomy and physiology. So we'll talk about that. Uh, really set as a method of uh, study that nurtures the reader's ability to understand the Bible. Uh, Elder is a certified in both biblical and Christian 12-step counseling and he also is compassionately provides personal counsel through scriptures to confront inappropriate behaviors out of deep concern for helping people to live a life pleasing to God. He's the author of some books. Um, one is Read the Red, Words of Jesus Christ, found in the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And he is also dedicated in transforming lives of believers by guiding them to a greater understanding of God's motivation of love and mankind. And he's been married for 30 years, which is an applause all in itself, right? And he's really served as a ministry as a teacher and exhorter and administrator. Um, and then his most recent role is serving as a covering for In God's Care Ministry, uh, which is out of Pennsylvania. They have, and this is another landmark, they have six children. Oh, my God. 13 grandchildren and three great-grandchildren as well. Uh, so you can see that one of the things of really having a life pleasing to God is that you're, you're blessed, right? You're blessed with your family, your fruit, your seed. Um, he has a course that we'll talk about, and he also has authored two volumes of a Kingdom Languages book series and several eBooks as well that are all found on Amazon as well. So with that, I'm going to bring up Elder Kirk. Hey there. How are you, Ben? Good, good. <laughs> good to see you. Good to see. Good to see you too. So you know, one of the things that um, really coming in and just talking about a stat that it says um, a recent article from Christianity Today talked about twenty six million Americans have stopped reading the Bible. Okay, mm -hmm. why do you think people have stopped reading the Bible? And you know, basically, like the Bible is like the world's bestseller and one of the oldest books, but how can we get people to start reading it again? Well, that's a very good question. I think that um, the article was really looking at uh, how the church, how congregants going to church responded to the um, COVID um, mm -hmm. pandemic when they came. And part of that is because most people will define their faith by through a denomination or they will believe that they have a closeness to God by going to church on a regular basis. Mm. And therefore, when the pandemic came and some churches closed and churches um, changed the way that they formatted mm. their services. Um, so people didn't go. And therefore, there's no there was no encouragement, so to speak, mm. for them to open the Bible and to read. And that's just mm -hmm. part of habit. It's, mm -hmm. it's what it is. And so um, I think that's really what undergirded uh, people stopping to read the Bible. But prior to that, I did a little research and so did they in regards to uh, people studying scripture and 
in my research, it was only 27% of Christians, professing Christians that I interviewed, uh, actually study the Bible. Okay. Uh, and uh, so there's a large percentage wow. of people that don't study. And there are people that read the Bible, but I call it they they sort of like uh, have a, a, uh, um, a snapshot of the Bible in their reading. Some people are Proverbs readers. Some people are Psalm readers. My grandmother was a Psalm reader. <laughs> yep. And, and so, you know, I, I, I've become more gracious in, in my comment of saying that people do read their Bibles. But don't but, study it. Right. But yeah. and, and in the context of really understanding the context of the 66 books and the two covenants, they don't. They basically just um, read certain aspects of the Bible. So um, that's basically what I'm trying to um, have people become more aware of and try to give a tool so they can uh, feel that they have more confidence in really going beyond just reading one portion of the Bible at a time. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people just say they have trouble reading the Bible, right? It's like they used to say that if you, if you're, if you have insomnia, you know, wake up in the middle of the night, read the Bible, <laughs> you go right to sleep because a lot of times people just have trouble of, of reading all the these and thousands, especially the King James version. But there's mm -hmm. so many versions of the Bible now. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the first uh, Bibles that I got was in high school that I really understood. It was called The Way. And it was uh -huh. like everyday language. Mm -hmm. And um, but there's a message Bible. And I understand mm -hmm. there's even more different type mm -hmm. of Bibles. Uh, mm -hmm. There, there's there's a Bible for every person. That's mm -hmm. what I kind of say. That's their own. There's female, there's male, there's teens. Mm -hmm. uh, so mm -hmm. those are the things. But how do you think that, you know, why do people seem to have trouble reading the Bible? Should they read it? This is a good question. And I remember my pastor telling me this too. Should they read it chronologically? Or is there a particular way that if they're going to study it, maybe a different way where they can read it, especially if they're like in their walk is just, um, you know, medium, like they've been a Christian for a while and they said, well, I'm going to read the Bible this year. Should they start at Genesis to Revelation or should they start somewhere else? That's yeah. probably what people have a question about. Yeah, and that's a good question. I usually, um, I, I'll answer your first uh, comment by saying that there are over 450 versions of the wow. English uh, of the English translated Bible. And wow. the, the reason wow. for that is what you had said. Um, translators try these um, theological societies, etc. They try to um, translate the language into an everyday. It's like taking the the um, source language and having it put into a receptor language that the people of that day or that time can understand. So it's a it's a it's it's a watering down really of the original scroll language, but it's a watering down into um, a language that the everyday reader can understand. So mm -hmm. by uh, translations that people really adhere to are called thought for thought. They're called I'm sorry, they're called paraphrase, which is a thought for thought. Yeah. And so the, the main message of a passage of scripture is maintained, but the way it is um, written out is in a in a language that the everyday reader could understand. So mm -hmm. it waters down a little bit of the original translation, the word for word translation. But that's why. So therefore, you'll have Bibles, uh, English translated Bibles that have certain scopes, like there'll be a scope for teenagers, as you say, or there's a scope for people going through recovery, or there's a mm -hmm. scope for people in divorce. Um, mm -hmm. And therefore, it's still 
the 66 books is still the one Bible, but the emphasis that's going to be made or the perspective of certain scriptures that are listed are going to be towards that scope. So mm -hmm. if it's recovery, scriptures will be focused on giving that person going through recovery more support and encouragement, etc. Same thing for the other uh, categories of, uh, you know, male, female, teenager, all of those. And that's why there's so many translations. So uh, I just wanted to uh, put that out for clarity. But in terms of how to, if, you, if a person says, I want to really understand these 66 books, then I think that they have to understand the storyline of the Bible. And I think that yeah. the best way to do that is to understand that we need to understand where we are in the new covenant or the New Testament relationship with the Father. So yeah. I usually tell people, start off with the Gospel of John first. Mm -hmm. That'll give you some insight into yeah. who Christ is. And then move into Hebrews as a second Bible. It'll give you a little bit more scope in terms of the faith hey. element. Yes, ma'am. And then go into the harder one, which is Romans, which is really the trestus of the faith. Um, mm -hmm. and, and it's going to go into, it'll bring up so many um, aspects that might be confusing if that's where you went to first. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's where I would tell people to start. And then from that, they'll develop questions of their, of their own. They'll say, I want to go here. I want to go there. You mentioned the Way Bible. I think it's called the Wayfinding Bible. What that mm -hmm. does is it gives you certain tracks to go by. So in other words, you can say, I, I just want to fly over this area. I don't want to delve into it. So it'll give you it'll give you a whole uh, uh, reading plan to go through. Yes. And it'll skip over many, many, many scriptures. So you get sort of like an overall storyline of mm -hmm. where you're going. Then if you want to go a little deeper, you can take a different track. And that's usually the best way to approach. If a, a person just opens up the Bible and says, I'm going to start from Genesis, <laughs> They're going to get they into difficulty. Stuck, they'll <laughs> be stuck in numbers. Yep. And they'll put it. <laughs> oh, very good. Very good. They'll that's be stuck right. in numbers. Like, yeah, what right. does this have that's to do right. with anything? Right. You know? And they'll put it down and, and they will not and open they it up won't come back. Well, one of my favorite versions that um, I found, you know, during my study was mm -hmm. the Life Application Bible. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and most people really want to know the Bible, but they want to know how does it apply to my life? Yes. And so you could read it and meditate, but it's also good to, for me, the life application Bible really did apply it to your life. Like yes, what is yes. current and how, and that sort of thing. Yes. And then there's the couple's Bible. I remember mm -hmm. when I got married oh, almost as long as you, but all right, years all right. ago, <laughs> uh, we got a couple's Bible as well. Mm -hmm. So there mm -hmm. are different versions of it and mm -hmm. you can find the joy of reading it and, yes. and really studying it and, yes. and, and yeah. really, completing it and, and mm -hmm. finding new revelation because even if you read it once and I'm sure you probably read the Bible over and over again, mm -hmm. there's always new nuances always, of, things of how God is speaking through the word. Mm -hmm. it's, so an alive, I, it's, it's an alive document. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a living right. word. Right. It that's really right. is a living word. Yes, ma'am. So, so tell us a little bit about SET. Um, mm -hmm. What does that stand for and mm -hmm. really why you uh, decided to really put this together because a lot of people go to church and they study the Bible, but what is the, the course do that's different for a person? Well, this was on my heart for several years and uh, I just delayed uh, uh, attacking it and approaching it. Um, but uh, what, what used to bother me still does bother me a bit is that people, uh, the average person, I'll say, is given the understanding that if you don't go to seminary, if you haven't gone to seminary, then you are not able 
to interpret or understand scripture. So mm-hmm. therefore it turns them off to wanting to give an opinion. A person may read a passage of scripture and the Holy Spirit has given them some enlightenment and some revelation. And the person now has a personal commentary that they can either speak or write about that passage of scripture that just came. Well, mm-hmm. a lot of people would look at that from an anecdotal point of view and say, well, all right, that's just your opinion on it. And so people back away. They back away. They, they become very quiet. They don't mm-hmm. engage in conversation about what they feel they got from scripture, what, what they read. So that troubled me an awful lot. And I said, uh, understanding, um, you know, these theologians are just great in terms of what they've done with the English version of the of the translation with study tools. They are right. there. They are they are available. They're out there. The average person can understand them. They're not difficult. You don't need a college degree to understand how to go through them. You just need the instruction in what they are, how they work. And then um, you will have the tools that you need to go ahead and do your own personal or spend your own personal time in studying scripture in any way that you want to study it. So that's what motivated me to uh, put together a course. And I had never put a, uh, put a uh, online course together. I've created many teaching curriculums right. and such, but never online. So um, that was a big challenge for me. But what I did was I called it because I, I, I felt a title was necessary. Mm-hmm. So. SET just means scripture enrichment training. So that's really telling somebody you have an understanding of scripture, but we're going to enrich your understanding of scripture. We're going to give you a tool that maybe you haven't heard of before, or maybe you have heard it, tried it, got confused by it. Um, I said I developed the set process. I did not say that I developed the techniques that I teach. I put those techniques into a, uh, a process that a person can go through. That's what my intellectual property is responsible for. Um, so the anatomy is very easy. It's just like you, I, I was a physical therapist. I just uh, hung up my crutches last June. Right. I, I, I've been a treating therapist for 49 years. So, wow. um, you know, anatomy and physiology is just second nature to me. But mm-hmm. in anatomy, you are describing the actual physical parts of the body. You're describing organs, muscles, nerves, bones, etc. So in scripture investigation, there are some uh, organic components that uh, I parallel to an anatomy. And I want you to know what they are. I want you to know how they function in mm. the, on their own. And that's the first uh, module that I go through. The second module is called physiology. And that's just the actual uh, in, in, in with a human being, it's the way the biology works is how systems interrelate with each other, et cetera. So in scripture, it's the same thing. How do these basic components, how do they interact with one another so that you can work through a scripture investigation? So on module two, I go through that dynamic and I call it the physiology of scripture investigation. And that's basically um, the whole purpose. When you're finished, I've given you a tool. I've said, here's a tool, go and try it. And you may really surprise yourself with how well you can actually gain or get an understanding of, of whatever scripture passage you decide um, to research. And you can research any, any passage of scripture with this technique. It's not limited to anything. I love that. It's mm-hmm. like you took, it, that's really unique because you took your career training mm-hmm. and then really applied it 
to how people really understand physiology and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. That is really good. Yeah. One of the things that I use often um, is a concordance. Mm-hmm. And um, there are different ones and some are really thick and, and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. I think the, uh, you know, and also to a map or a globe kind of helps mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. too, because mm-hmm. just to yes. figure out like where they're talking about, I don't That's know why, right. it, right. just, it just kind of helps you to understand like the, the time and the place and where something is that, that mm-hmm. really helps as well. But there's some other tools as well that um, study tools that people have, but the process mm-hmm. of how, because you could go to like a Christian bookstore and say, hey, give me the Bible study tools, but you don't know. It's like someone said, well, give me all the ingredients to bake a cake but if nobody mm-hmm. gives you the recipe of how to put that's it together that's correct sequence is supposed to be because you could you could and i didn't know this talking about a cake i didn't know there was a sequence of how things are really because i said well this it shouldn't matter and i remember my grandma said no 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 you've got to do the sugar and the butter together you can't just throw it all in a bowl and mix it i mean mix it up <laughs> but it won't taste like hers it's like all oh, right, 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 right. of things just like yes yeah, the sequence yes. of how you're supposed to do things first. that's correct so your that's course correct. probably builds on that as yes well. it does yes it does exactly right and i it's a it's a self-paced course so okay. you can go in as often as you want redo it again and take notes again and etc yes. and then of course you know um, I'm always available because it's on demand and it's it, it is a self uh, paced course. It's not live. So, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they can reach me through uh, my email. And if they have questions that I'm more than willing to address them with answers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so was was the uh, study or your calling at where you was your uh, your father, your grandfather? Were they in ministry? I always find it interesting how um, pastors. Uh, got their call, and then really just want to share their call with the world, right? Because a lot of us are called, quote unquote, but some of us then don't go to seminary school or get trained and and that sort of thing. I know um, for, uh, I happened to grow up next door to my pastor when I was, he's gone on with the Lord now, but Reverend Jordan. And I remember that his wife was um, in the church and she played the piano and she used to go to church every Sunday and all the kids would pile in the car and go with her. And she would be like leading the choir and, and, and doing the piano and, you know, doing the whole thing. And Mr. Jordan at that time, Mr. Jordan, he would just be at home on Sundays cutting the grass (laughs) and, and he never went. And, um, and then I remember I was young, but I just remember one day going to a trial sermon I don't know if there's probably some time, but going to a trial sermon of Mr. Jordan and he became Reverend Jordan and became the pastor of the church. And mm-hmm. I just thought that was like what really happened. Mm-hmm. And it really was something where he decided that he he had always had a call, mm-hmm. but he finally stepped into it and said, OK, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I'm wrestling with the angel here. So, uh, OK, I'm, I'm going to let you I bless me you. and I'm going to step into it. <laughs> great pastor. And, and actually went to. So what was your story? Mm-hmm. How did how does your calling come to be? Well, um, was he a speaker? No, like- no, 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 no. I, I there were just some things that I was going to address first with what you with your testimony that you said, but I said I think I'll wait and I'll, I'll just go a different route with that one. So that's <laughs> fine. That's fine. Um, I gave my life to the Lord when I was forty years old. 40 okay uh, yeah I'm that's, 71. A, that's a that's an important number too yeah, by the right. way yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm 71 so I've had 31 years in 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 the kingdom of God but I gave my life at 40 and um 
I became very angry at first once I started reading the Bible because there were things that I was reading about that I had never been told about. Um, my family grew up in the Catholic denomination, so there was a lot that I did not understand about salvation or Christ or etc. Um, so anyway, I, I got this burning desire inside to really delve into God's word. And I just started reading and reading and reading and reading and reading. Um, we moved out to Pennsylvania in 1995. And um, uh, this, the senior pastor at the church that we started to attend, um, he saw something in me that I didn't see because I'm just uh, delving and I want to learn more and more and more about what God has to say. And he asked me, he said, where did you get your training from? And uh, I said, what do you mean? Because I didn't understand what he was talking about. <laughs> and he said, well, where did you get your training from? And I told him, I haven't gone anywhere for training. I said, I have just been a student of the word. I have been reading and reading and reading. And he was the one that had me start to understand and to research for myself um, this spiritual empowerment that we know as gifting. Mm -hmm. And he believed that the Lord had gifted me with the gift of teaching. Yeah. And so I, I stayed along that, that, that journey for a while to understand what he was trying to convey to me. And um, I always say you can reveal God's uh, purpose in your life retrospectively. You cannot do it prospectively. So retrospectively, when I look back, um, he was he, he had very good insight into what God has gifted gifted me with. And that's the gift of teaching. And I have been just blown away in many instances with the depth of the knowledge that the Lord has given me compared to people who have um, had uh, formal training. Mm -hmm. in scripture exegesis and things of that nature. And I'm saying, it's not me. It's what the Lord has given me. But I know that he gives it to me so I can give it out. It's mm -hmm. not, I've asked the Lord many times, why do you give me such insight? I mean, why, uh, why do I need all this insight? I mean, <laughs> you know, who am I that you're giving me all this insight? But uh, it's, in, it's in relation to my gifting. So I developed a personal ministry back in 1992. Okay. And um, that personal ministry is based around um, providing um, biblical literacy in the lives of every born again believer in Christ. And my whole ministry has been molded around that. My life has been molded around that. Um, and I find that there is a definite need. I think that's why the Lord has led me this way, because there are many, many, many people who profess to be Christian who are illiterate of those 66 books. Mm -hmm. They only know so much. And so um, that's been my my mission. That's been my purpose uh, personally um, since I've been saved. Um, and so as far as my being ordained as an elder, that came through this uh, senior pastor. He okay. he ordained me as an elder. He said that I was always already walking in it. And we went around the horn many times <laughs> because I didn't I didn't agree. <laughs> I didn't understand. But what he did was is he directed me to start to study about biblical eldership. And there's a big difference between how the Bible describes elders and how the world describes elders. So in most churches, you'll have a board, B-O-A-R-D. You'll have a board of elders, but they're not biblical elders. They're boards. And so 
tradition has gotten us to this point where eldership is really not recognized in most Protestant churches. They're just not recognized, um, but it's biblical. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, again, it requires education. It requires uh, um people to get an understanding of the spiritual makeup of God's body. We yes. are so, we're so in, in, ingrained in this word church and we, we, we've given it, we have given it a different definition than the way Christ defines this word church. He defines it as his body. He doesn't define mm-hmm. it as denomination. No. He doesn't define it, but people understand it that way. People say, well, I, I, I couldn't go to church on Sunday, but you're the church. Right. <laughs> but they say, yeah, but they say, I, I, I didn't go to church. In other words, that word needs to be in, 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 because you're, you're a publisher. So you'll understand because, you know, we both publish. Mm-hmm. So we understand that word needs to be put in a different context. Mm-hmm. It should mm-hmm. be saying, I didn't get a chance to go and fellowship this Sunday. I didn't get a chance to be around believers this Sunday because I am the church. The church. Yeah. yeah. So it's not that I don't go to church. I am the church, you know, just so when two of us get together, that that is uh, an assembling of the body, just like the scriptures tell me where two or three are gathered in my name. There I am in the midst. You know, mm-hmm. it's like but it's reeducating uh, people or it's enriching their understanding, nurturing their understanding, because people grew up in the church. And they grew up with traditional understanding of stuff uh, with regards to uh, their religion or their faith or whichever. Um, And so that's been my journey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do they ever, did your pastor ever have you some Sundays minister or do you go out to speak a lot? Oh yeah, I, I, uh, I do. Um, I didn't do it as much when he was alive, but now I do, I do a lot. I, I, uh, I do give messages, especially out where I'm covering now. Um, and, uh, I have a personal, um, site it's, I call it an archive site. And the reason I have that site is because the Lord has given me so much intellectual property that when he takes me home, I don't want it to be lost. So yeah. I, I've developed a spiritual leg, uh, a spiritual archive. It's a legacy. And so my sermons are on there. My wow. books are on there. My writings are on there. My mm-hmm. uh, radio programs are on there. Everything that I've done since I've been in ministry is there. And I love that. That is it. So. If it's on the internet, it will it will be there forever. Okay. Yeah. yeah exactly. That's, that's Absolutely. That's Absolutely. You know, good good and bad. Okay? Yes. Ma'am. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. So one of the things I want to ask you, too, is that, um, you know, you you grew, you said at 40 is mm-hmm. when you kind of walked into the whole mm-hmm. uh, things of God. Mm-hmm. And I find that real interesting because at that point, you know, it's like it makes a shift in the trajectory of your family. Mm-hmm. So was mm-hmm. your wife because I was talking about Reverend Jordan, his wife mm-hmm. was going to church mm-hmm. and playing mm-hmm. piano and all that kind of stuff. And then it's mm-hmm. just kind of like. Hey, what's going on? So was your wife going to church and did you all minister together? Were the kids going to church or? Well, know, I was, I was out in left field. I, I was out, I was with crystals and I was with everything. I was out. I was not church. And, uh, I was not. Church. Were the kids, where were the kids at? Uh, well, the, I have a blended marriage. So I have two biologicals and four steps. So that's our six kids. So, okay. Um, okay. My wife wanted to uh, go back, start going to the church that she grew up in. Okay. And it was, it was. Now remember, I grew up in a Catholic church, so in, in Catholic, and I didn't know. All right, so, 
Didn't know the she, songs. No, 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 man. <laughs> no, man. I remember my dad used to say that. So I can't go to church. I don't that's know the songs. I said, Dad, right. they have no, books. Okay, no, they have books in there right no, there. <laughs> and she grew up in a Baptist church, so that's that was my first introduction. And I love Baptist. Well, if we're gonna stay with denomination, I love Baptist denomination because they they definitely read scripture, and mm-hmm. I love that. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, that's where I went. So I went on a Sunday with her, and um, I just liked the atmosphere. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. I was I was still illiterate about faith. I was illiterate about you know the Bible and everything. Yeah. But yeah. I went because I loved the fellowship. It was just nice, you know. Um, and then while I was there, um, the Lord just started working on my heart. And, I love um, that. I one love Sunday, that. I, I, I'll share this. I, I don't share it too much. But one Sunday, um, I felt this pulling. I was, we're sitting in the aisle uh, in the pew, and I feel this pulling. It came time for them to quote open the doors of the church. So um, I felt this pulling, like I have to just get up. I have to respond to this. And I couldn't sit. I could not sit. Mm -hmm. And I was, I just felt like I was pulled. Well, in the process of my walking up to the altar, I started crying Mm -hmm. and I couldn't stop. And it was like a a, a deep sob and I couldn't stop. Tears rolling down my eyes. Yeah. And I had no, I had no idea what was happening. I had absolutely no idea what was happening. Now hindsight is twenty twenty, and mm-hmm. uh, I can now look back and see that the Lord was calling me, and I was responding to that call, though I didn't understand what I was responding to. And then He went and edu- and then then I get I get this education. You know, uh, Tony Evans did something one time. He said uh, it's it's similar to seeing lightning, and then a few minutes later you see, hear the thunder. Hear thunder, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I I believe that that's that's me. The lightning was me. <laughs> And then the thunder came, you know, mm-hmm. weeks and months and years after that. So that um, is something. And 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 so I will say that that was, you know, because everybody has the whole thing about, you know, seeds are planted and, mm-hmm. and you may not always know where when it's gonna sprout or anything That's like right. that, or who who is the one that brings you. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, um being next door to my pastor, my parents at the time didn't go to church. Mm-hmm. They didn't go. They were at home on Sunday. That was their kind of like their wreck day, you know, just whatever. Mm-hmm. And we would just go just because that yes. was like the thing to do. We were going with yes. the, I was going with the neighbor's kids, you know, it was just a place yes. to hang out on yes. Sunday. But yeah. you just never know. And yeah. that's really how my first business was really birthed. I went on and mm-hmm. did PR marketing, mm-hmm. but I ended up, my last job that I had before I started my company was really a director of PR for the Salvation Army. All right. Keyword being salvation, right? Uh, yes, yes. And, uh, and so really we were just doing marketing and PR, but for the brand, the Salvation Army, to really bring people to the Lord um, via the Salvation Army. They would feed people, they give people clothes, all that kind of thing. You know, it's, yes. it's like you do things for the least of these, you know, so yes, yes, that was yes. really like in practice. And so the Salvation Army is a church in itself. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really know that. And so they have the whole, that their whole yeah, ministry right. is set up that way. But mm-hmm. I always thought like, why can't black churches, not necessarily Baptists, not denominations, but the churches within the neighborhoods outside of like T.D. Jakes really do branding and marketing like that. Like people mm-hmm. understand T.D. Jakes' ministry or they mm-hmm. see the Salvation Army and they see the yeah, yeah, that's metal right. and the shield and all that. That's, that's right, a that's brand. Right. And, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. people understand the brand. So mm-hmm. I, that's mm-hmm. when I said I really want to use my skills to really help people who have messages like you mm-hmm. to speak mm-hmm. and talk and share and really yeah. put it in a, a process of how to market and brand that. And that's yes, yes, really yes. key. And you just never know who mm-hmm. is going to uh, share with you how things will, you could share something with someone and then 
you know, even on this, this particular show where they'll hear, it's like, well, let me go into the Bible. So I need to start with the book of John. I don't have to start with Genesis and get lost. <laughs> you know, I can really go. And, you, know, I can start there. you know, I always tell people, I said, if you really want to be like, put up the grown up kind of thing, you know, you feel like, oh, I know the Bible, you know, read Ephesians, read, read Ephesians through that. That's kind of like, it's a real uh, uh, book that will, it's kind of like a tug at you, like yeah, oh yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. I thought yes, I was mature Christian, okay. Well, yeah, I gotta, I gotta love a little bit deeper. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> so yeah, that's so good. so that's, that's some of the things where you just never know. But I yes. do, I do understand where people do need to have an online course. There's so many courses mm-hmm. and things like that, but an online course at your own on your own, own pace mm-hmm. to study. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and then I like the way that you put it together because you use the the physiology and yes, that sort yes. of thing with that, where people can kind of get it a little bit different. So it's like yes, a, a yes. really cool place to uh, mm-hmm. to do that. So if people have questions or they want to get in touch with you, obviously they can go to elderkirkehillman.com. Yes, ma'am. Um, and they can actually connect with you there. You mm-hmm. answer your own emails and yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. you. Go out to speak to different places if people yes, call you and things yeah. like that. Okay. Yes, I right. do. Yes. Cool, mm-hmm. cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what are some of the the places where you see yourself going like in 2023? Any any conferences or things like that? Any I places? don't see I, I don't see conferences in 2023. Um, I see still um, working where where I am in terms of trying to bring a different um, dimension to um, I'll use the word traditional assembly. Um, mm-hmm, the assembly mm-hmm. that I'm that I'm uh, involved with now uh, is trying to get away from just the traditional paradigm um, of a service. Trying to get people to understand um, how they are a, a viable part of the assembly of God, and trying to get people to understand that God's body is universal. It's not just in that local area where you are and that your Mm -hmm. gifting that you have is not just for that local area where you are, that you have to have a much broader understanding of how God wants to use you. You have to really understand how your life is in relation to what he's empowered you with. I mean, that's just the beauty of God. Everybody who gives their life to Christ is given an empowerment. It's not something that they studied for. It's not something that they spent their life around. It is something that the Holy Spirit says, I'm going to give you this. And then Mm -hmm. he says, I'm going to tell you where I want you to use it and how I want you to use it. Many of us don't understand what that is, what that dynamic is. And it's important to help you understand what your purpose is in the body and how Mm -hmm. God wants to use you. Um, And so that's, again, that's the nurturing piece. That's the, it's not hitting somebody over the head. It's just saying, hey, you know, let's walk a little bit, you know, allow yourself to be a sponge and, and receive some information that maybe, you know, you haven't had before, or maybe you have a different understanding of it. And let's discuss this. Let's talk through this. Let's see what scripture tells us. And um, that's basically what I see in 2023. Just more of that. I'm in the process of putting a book together. Uh, it's okay. uh, hopefully, I don't know if it will be my last book, but it's, it's a book, but it's on faith. It's on, and I'm, I'm struggling with titles, but, um, you know, uh, I, I'm coming out of the Gospel of John. And okay. the reason I'm doing that is because uh, the person who has given us the best insight into what it means to be reconciled back to the Father is his son. 
And mm-hmm. Jesus tells us that in the Gospel of John. And it is different than what you have heard. Not that it's there's two different messages, just the perspective is different than what we are accustomed to with the Romans road, for example. It's mm-hmm. just different, you know, um, because Christ is telling you to think about these terms, belief, trust, and faith. And you don't hear those three terms that much in Romans. You don't hear that. Mm -hmm. But Christ Mm -hmm. is trying to tell you uh, that uh, how belief plays in to this whole thing of being uh, uh, saved. He Mm -hmm. he tells you how it it, it interfaces with uh, trust uh, and things of that nature. And we don't we don't really have enough uh, time spent in discussions about those words Mm -hmm. of faith, belief and trust. So that's what this book is about. Uh, I like I, the book that you have now. Can you hold it up to sure. that one? Yeah. Let's see. Make sure. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. That one is um, read the red, yes. <laughs> read the red. And uh, you know, that's one of the books where you obviously you give the, um, the, um, your perspective or your uh, about the red words, the word that Jesus spoke. Yes. I, I did, I'm sorry um, uh, to cut you off. I, I dedicated this book to uh, a grandmother in the church. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, and her name, uh, 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 she had said to me uh, very simply, if you want to understand about salvation, you want to understand about the land, he said, just read the red. Ah, just I love read. read the red. So that's what this, this is. Yeah, this is taking every word that Christ said in the Gospels, and it's putting them in the order that they came in. Mm-hmm. And what I find and what I've gotten back from feedback with this is when people read this, some people read it before they go to bed, they read a couple of pages. But if you ju- just by going through it page by page, actually, they experience really Christ speaking to them. Yeah, it's yeah. because you're just listening to what he is saying. You're not hearing it interpreted by any of the apostles. You're not hearing it interpreted through commentary. You're mm-hmm. just reading his words, what he said. And then the Lord, you know, can minister to you wherever you are in your understanding, mm-hmm. whatever you need. Uh, and that's why this book has some power to it. Um, and um, it was taken out of King James. So, you know, there's there's a. Uh, I didn't have to worry about copyright or anything of that. Right, right. All I did was just say, I'm taking Christ's words, putting them into a, into a book that you will not see. You won't, I don't see, I didn't see too many of these on the market. Uh, mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. So um, that's the purpose of the book is just oh. to hear what Christ has to say. And, and they can get see. that. And yes. they can get that on Amazon and on your website. Oh, yeah, they can get this on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool, yeah. cool, cool. Yes, well, ma'am. thank you so much, elderkirkehillman.com. <laughs> this has been really good. And and you can go. So one of the things that, you know, you, you quote, unquote, retired from your other position, but you've got like a whole new legacy now of speaking yes, and, and, and teaching mm-hmm. and ministering on yes, um, what the platform that God has given you that you got to do right now. Yes, you know, ma'am. It's yes, a ma'am. perfect time, a perfect yeah. time. So mm-hmm. you are going to be in the issue with Dr. Cindy Trim. She also has a powerful testimony as well. Um, but I always say that when you study the, the word of God, um, the creator of the universe, that's where creativity comes from. And so I think people need to know that not only is it 
good to just be in alignment with God. You go to heaven, but the creativity and the empowerment comes with that yes. as well. The more that you know, the yes. more revelation that will come. So yes. I yes. think and the more you'll see that in your life. It'll just pour into your life. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. And just to yes, be richer and richer. So I yes. just thank you so much for being obedient and answering the call and thanking your wife too for bringing you bringing That's you right. into the, into right. the, the she's range. responsible for this yes, yes. I, was gonna say, I want you to know like how did that happen and she's and i always tell i tell people i said you just never know so yeah. you that is just just one of those things where god just says you know he orchestrated this whole thing right yes he did so, yes yeah, Good, mm -hmm. good. Well, thank, thank you, you so much for joining us on the Speakers Magazine show. And God bless you. And I'll talk to God you soon. You. All right. All right. Thank bye -bye. you for having me. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.